You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Pastor Scott Show, hour two. The number is 888-528-2557, This is the show where we talk about the issues of the day from a Christian perspective. And uh, so we'll do that today. Uh, you know, sometimes the issues of the day are are hard to talk about, I think, even from a Christian perspective, but we have to get out there and and do that. I don't mean hard to come up with a Christian perspective, but just things I'd rather not talk about. If you if you understand, I was at uh, a couple of years ago. I was at the White House, 2015. I went to the White House on a tour, regular tour. Have you ever done that? If you get a chance to do it, it's amazing. And what's amazing about it is they now it's a self guided tour. It used to be that you'd have a tour guide and they would take you through. And uh, President H, no, George H W Bush, uh, 41, as he's affectionately known by many, is, he would sometimes come and do the tour himself. Like I, a friend of mine was on one of those where they were frustrated that their tour was running late and they kept saying the tour guide's late, the tour guide's late, tour guide's late. And they were getting mad, right, because they had lunch plans or something else going on. And all of a sudden, President Bush walks in and says, all right, friends, I'm your tour guide. I'm here. I'm going to take you through the White House. And, they, and he would leave the tour and said it was the greatest thing in his life. Uh, now you, it's a self-guided tour. And I went and took the tour and they sent me a message that said this is a self-guided tour. You can stay as long as you want. That's actually what it said. And I called Christy and I said, we're, we're moving. I'm sleeping in the blue room. I'm never leaving. That was what I uh, thought I would do. In fact, I would still be in there, except for I, had an, I did have an appointment. I had to leave eventually. And what was great about it was the self-guided tour. I went in with a whole bunch of people. You know, a lot of people were in there with me. But then I realized something. I don't have to stay with these people because I can stay as long as I want. So what I did was I stopped. And I let all those people go in front of me. And then I went back to the beginning of the tour without leaving the building, which would then they'd kick me out. And then I had the White House to myself. It was great. I got to spend as much time in, in all the rooms. And uh, sometimes there would be a docent or a secret service or somebody working there. Sometimes it'd be by myself. I took like a thousand pictures of all kinds of things. And then another tour came through and I just waited for them. And I waited for them in the room, and they just uh, walked on by, and then I had it to myself. It was it was really cool. And, you know, there are some other people who figured this out eventually. So there's some stragglers and some people around. And at the end of the tour, you know, one of the things you do is you look at the presidential portraits. And you they're very interesting when you really study them and how they are different and how they are meant to – really portray something in particular. I'm a, I'm a presidential historian, okay? So I go to all the presidential libraries and do that. I'm, if you like that stuff, then you want to go with me. If you don't particular, if you're not into it that much, then you want to drive separately because I'm going to read every plaque and every single thing going on. And like my family, whenever we go to the, you know, the Reagan library or Nixon or something nearby, uh, you know, we'll take two cars. <laughs> as soon as uh, Christy and the boys are done, they leave and I'll stay there the rest of the day. Um, so I just had a blast doing that. And I really looked at these portraits and, you know, they have a different, um, appeal to each one. When you're looking at the JFK portrait, it's very different. He's kind of, he's got his arms folded and he's looking down and there's something sad about it. There's something that really makes you think. And, of you know, people around that portrait are very solemn. 
you know, there's quiet, no one's saying anything. They're not really whispering. They're not even pointing. It's it's something that is a work of art that communicates things, not just about President Kennedy and the assassination, but I think whatever what all that meant, right, or whatever it is you think that meant. It's pretty powerful. The Ronald Reagan portrait in the White House is interesting, I think, because I don't think it looks that much like him, actually, but it's so bright and optimistic. It's just blue skies, and he's just you know, beaming grin, and you realize when you're looking at that, you know, that was an optimistic era, that he took office when people were pretty down on America, and then four years later, you know, he ran, and it was morning again in America, right? And, and it was a very positive feeling in our country, that era, and I think the artist picked that up. And you can see that through some other subtle details of other ones. Uh, I did notice this, and it kind of made me sad, that whenever it got to the Bill Clinton portrait, and they move him around, okay, I think every everybody who comes into office, they, they can pick what portraits they want to look at and walk around at night and talk to and whatever it is they do, um, because it is the president's house. And the Bill Clinton portrait was in the, uh, the front area, I forget what it's called, and uh, it was behind there's a big piano in there. And the thing I noticed is that people were not reverent around that one. They were making jokes. And there was this little giggling and a lot of whispering. And the reason for that, I understand. It's because when you think of Bill Clinton, you know, what's the quote that you think about? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. In fact, when I used to do uh, the comedy act and I had the impersonations, which I, I, I don't know if they're sounding that good now, but I was pretty good when I had practice, when I was really doing it. And I look more like Bill Clinton than I look like the rest of them. So whenever I got around to Clinton, what I would do in front of an audience usually is I would, I would you know, just look at him and I'd bite my lip and get prepared to say something. And the giggling would start. And then all I would say was, no, I haven't even said anything yet. And you people are already thinking something dirty. And a great laugh, right? It was just the that's, – but that's unfortunately how he's viewed because of all that stuff with Monica Lewinsky. Now, I'm telling you that story so I can tell you this one. Uh, today, President Trump was uh, the jury in the trial he's going through. It's a civil trial, so it's important that we understand that this trial is not a uh, it's not a criminal trial. Okay, he's not going to jail. He's not convicted of anything. Uh, it's a civil trial. It's a lawsuit uh, where he was being sued by um, E. Jean uh, Carroll is her name, who claims that about 27 years ago she claims that he raped her in a department store. I think it's in a, uh, you know, a changing stall. The jury found uh, that today, the jury came out and said that Donald Trump uh, did not rape her, but did sexually abuse her. And uh, that's an important distinction there. But I think at the same time, you know, we're, we're talking about this and we've had other, you know, President Biden's accused of things and, and all of these things. It's, it's not a positive thing. I don't know if it's going to affect anything in our day and age. You know, I think that there are people who think I heard a guy say, well, now he shouldn't run for president. I don't think he has any thought of not running for president uh, because of this. This is how uh, um, the verdict was read by uh, the people at MSNBC. Number one, did Donald Trump rape E. Jean Carroll? The answer is no. This is the verdict. Yes to number two, did Donald Trump sexually abuse Ms. Carroll? The answer to that from the jury is yes. So Now, it's still a new story. I think that, that the distinction is, it's a huge one. Uh, if they would have said, yes, we agree that uh, she was, 
you know, raped forcibly uh, at sex with, that would be that would be a huge story and harder for him to walk away from, even though now his claim is that none of it happened. He doesn't he says he doesn't know who this person is and that the whole story is made up and it's just political. Could be true. Right. That maybe that's true. We've seen uh, there's an awful lot of stories made up about people. It could be that he forgot that, you know, they played that infamous tape in the trial, uh, the Access Hollywood tape where he was, you know, having a discussion about what he's allowed to do as a celebrity to other women. If you remember that, they played that. And I think what the jury came up with was and now the jury in these trials, it doesn't have to be. Um, beyond a reasonable doubt that you need that in a criminal trial. But in a lawsuit, it's the preponderance of the evidence, meaning that is it more likely that what she's claiming is true or more likely that what he's saying is true? And uh, this jury found that uh, they don't think that there was a rape. They do think sexual abuse. And they also determined that he was liable for defaming her when he denied her accusations. I don't really understand the the defamation part, because if he's telling the truth, well, then he should deny it. You know, if he's lying, then I guess it's defaming her. So I guess that's what they decided. I guess that's what it is. It's such a uh, odd thing in this this kind of trial. Uh, but that's what they found. And uh, he's going to appeal. I heard lots of different people's, you know, postulate on whether or not the appeal might be successful. Some people think that there's a very very good chance that the he will win his appeal. I heard others say that he wouldn't. Um. Anyway, that's where that is. And do you, the difference between the, the rape, I know this is an uncomfortable subject, but the difference between uh, rape and sexual abuse is significant. Rape means sex had to occur, and they said we don't believe that part. She claimed that she was raped. That's the claim. But she had some very odd things and ways to put it. Uh, this was her on CNN with Anderson Cooper discussing it uh, a little while ago. I feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not this was not sexual. It just it it hurt. It just what it just, you know, I think most people think of rape as a I mean, it is a violent. When you watch this and you see Anderson Cooper squirm, it's fantastic. You know, it's an uncomfortable subject, but she's giving a very weird answer here, and he's really trying to uh, to correct it. Salt. It is not. I a think most people thing. think of rape as being sexy. Mm. What? Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. <laughs> he's going to commercial. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> All right, so it amazes me that actually she won this case, honestly, with that. I'm not saying I believe her, not believe her, but that's crazy. That's, it's just, you know, a very odd way of looking at that. You know, let's be really clear here. Rape is severely violent, and uh, sexual abuse is bad. And I don't know yet what they're really saying, because sometimes, you know, people would say about President Clinton and Monica Lewinsky that it was sexual abuse, even though it was consensual. That the abuse is, and I would agree with this, that he's the president of the United States, he's powerful, and he leveraged that power to uh, seduce her or to to allow her to uh, seduce him, which is kind of part of her stories, but that it was abusive in that he's a person of power, he's also her employer, and uh, that's bad. We call that sexual harassment and hostile work environment in the business. And it's a similar thing probably here for Donald Trump, who was not president or political at the time. He was, uh, but he was a celebrity. And, uh, you know, you can use your celebrity 
to, uh, I think what they're saying is abuse. And we don't know specifically what he did or what even is true. Does this impact your your thinking or are you just sick of it? I mean, is this something, I, I feel like this particular thing, just from a political standpoint, uh, doesn't tell us much at all. I feel like people are going to try to use it, but it doesn't go anywhere. Uh, what do you think? Uh, maybe we don't, you know, it's such an uncomfortable thing to talk about. And I think that at the end of the day, the disgrace is that we're talking about it at all with respect to our leaders. Now, we know that President Trump and President Clinton are not the only ones who are uh, accused of this kind of thing in history. President Kennedy, of course, we know now had mistresses. There are other, you know, President uh, Roosevelt had a mistress. I think he was with her when he died, uh, actually. And uh, there are, you know, lots of stories here. How does this affect your thought of the character of a person? These kinds of stories, whether or not you believe it's true. I realize that it could be true that this is a made up story, that Donald Trump is telling the truth and that uh, she's making it up. It could be uh, true that this happened, but maybe she uh, was excited about the fact that he's a celebrity and uh, something occurred. Uh, 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. Pastor Mark Charles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott, I, I listen to your show a lot. I, I think you, you, as a man of God, don't whatever he did was wrong. Yeah. Whatever she did was wrong. Don't, don't, don't try to ice it out, man. This guy has is, is a corrupt person, man. You think I'm trying and to ice it out? I, I think if he did it, he's wrong. I think it's absolutely wrong. You're right. I haven't finished. I haven't finished my. And I hear a lot of times you 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 talk like the Republicans are great people and great things they're doing, you know. And this is just my personal opinion about you and about your show, you know. It 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 it, it, it turns me away a lot of times because you look like a guy who accepts what Trump is doing in the society, and Trump is one of the biggest crooks are devils that 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 one of the demons enforced people that I've ever seen in my life and people are okay with this this dude in entice the the january 6 riot no one want to want to accept that he did that and what he, when he talks it's like he's the only person he's like oh, he want to run a dictatorship sir well, did he run a dic- you know, and I don't I understand where you're coming from, and I, I'm with you on the, the moral issues that are here for sure. Okay. But some of those things, you know, he's accused of, some of those things maybe he did, some of those things maybe he didn't. And you know, where do we how do we deal with this in your pastor? Where are you pastor at, by the way, Mark? I'm pastor at Tabernacle Missionary Baptist Church in South Central LA, sir. All right, good for you. Are you coming to our pastor's breakfast tomorrow? Uh, no, it's too far for me, you know, and then, then I, I do a lot of other things that I yeah. do for, do for the city. All right. Well, but hopefully we'll, uh, we'll meet at one of these things, uh, eventually. I, I, I'd love I, that. I, I really do hope to meet you in person yeah. because I really want to stay. And what I'm saying is Donald Trump says a lot of things that he said he done. Now, if a man tell you he ran the red light, are you going to believe him or not? Yeah, that might be why he got uh, ultimately charged here is because they played right. the, they played the clip of him saying on that Access Hollywood that he does this, right? That's probably what got him. He's a celebrity. He gets away without. That's what that's he said, right? 
who's above the law think they can do. And Donald Trump is a person who thinks he's above the law. There's no law can indict him, man. I mean, Pastor, and that's that. That's living higher than God. Well, we'll see what happens. You know, one of the things I try to do with him and with President Biden, he's accused of things with a woman and other things, is is wait for wait for the proof. And we be, never heard of Biden raping nobody or, or, or sexually abusing anybody. Yeah, we have. Actually, he had a very significant charge against him, well, and it was not played out in the media. And that's that's kind of one of the, the frustrations that people have on the right. It's not to defend Donald Trump, but to say it ought to be the same for both sides. Well, it, I think it is, it is equal around the board. I, that's my you think that people we, we, that both sides are treated equally by the media, or that yes, both sides are yes, equally messed up? Yes, I think both you think sides so? are, I think both sides are corrupt. I think both sides are equally treated in the media. Look what Fox really? did. Fox lied about a lot of things, and yeah. they had to pay billions and billions of dollars. So let's not go there, right or left. They both wrong. Okay. All right. Hey, Pastor, thank you for what you're doing and serving the Lord and for listening to our show. It's completely okay to disagree with me. I really appreciate your call. You know what, Pastor Scott, I still love you as a brother. So we can, just like what you said, we can disagree and and love each other still in love. Love you too. I really do hope to meet you at uh, one of the events or someplace else. So uh, connect with me sometime. Maybe we can even have lunch. I'd love that. Lunch will be on me, Scott. Thank you very much. (laughs) All right, Pastor. Have a great day. All right. You know, when it comes to uh, these things, people are are uh, passionate. And I think the big piece is, you know, we when this is our leaders, whatever you think, um, it's a crisis because it's a crisis either way. I think it's a crisis if Pastor Mark is correct in everything he's saying uh, about Donald Trump. It's a crisis if he's not correct. Either way, we have a problem. And it's a it's a big problem. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Wendy in Orange County. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Just fine. So you know, I heard what the last caller said, but I'm just going to say what I was going to say. And I think that we have to take into consideration the circumstances and who it is that they're talking about. And when it comes to President Trump. I'm at a point now where I kind of don't even pay any attention because I feel like it's almost like the boy who cried wolf, like he's been accused of doing so many things. I I felt that during his entire presidency, he was being, okay, well, they tried two times to kick him out of office. It just felt like what he said. It was a witch hunt. So when I hear things like this, I don't really put a lot of weight into it. I don't put a lot of truth into it because it seems like there's there's been so many times that people have attacked him and accused him that now it's it's kind of run of the mill, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you know, I think I think we become desensitized to accusation and the the danger of of all of these things with, with anybody is that some of the accusations Maybe they are false, but that doesn't mean that other ones aren't true, and vice versa. There might right. be some that are true. That doesn't mean that some other ones aren't false. And, you know, a, a big right, part of right. justice is is you can't convict somebody because of something else they did elsewhere that's not related. But I well, think, it, it, you know, that's, that's it, I think, know, a big problem, right, for a lot of this is that I think we begin to tune out and maybe we stop caring 
whichever side you're on. Does that make sense? Well, it does. And, you know, I think if this were just a regular guy on the street that was accused of this, it would be really, really bad. You know, it is bad to be accused of such a thing, yeah. whether it's abuse or rape. It's a, it's a horrible, violent thing. Well, and what if it's, and what if it's I, true? I mean, what if uh, well, the it, jury it, got it right? Oh, if it's if it's true, I'd say it's really, really sad and unfortunate. And it makes me lose a lot of respect that I would have for President Trump. Yeah. In in all truth, because I love the guy, regardless of his behaviors and things like that. I think he was a wonderful president, but that's just my opinion. Um, but that's you know that's what I think. And his personal life is really none of my business, as long as you're running the country in an honest, truthful, just you know, in a just way. Um, that's the important thing in what you do in your personal life, as long as it's not hurting people. Do we feel the same, you know? though, for, for both sides? And I would ask this to anybody on any, either side. You know, uh, do we treat uh, each side the same? Like if we were if we were around long enough and we thought Bill Clinton was a pig because of the Monica thing, uh, if Donald Trump were to do the same thing or just Republican in general, would we feel the same? Well, for me personally, my interest is: are you are you running the country with the the people's interests so at heart? So, would you say and, that it, that the character matters. the character doesn't matter if you're doing a good job? Well, I think that the character is what creates the good job. Okay, you, I think I think I think that's a good point there. Uh, the character creates a good job, so that's an interesting point. There. There's a lot of calls. I need to take a break. Wendy, appreciate your call. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, Cindy, Dennis, Patty, Penny, Jamie, not necessarily in that order, and others. I'll get your calls as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. We are responding to the uh, verdict in the uh, Trump trial, the civil case, uh, where he was found guilty of sexual abuse and defamation, but not rape. And uh, it brings up the, the character question, you know, does, does character matter? Does it affect you? And are we, you know, another question is, are we the same? You know, if you were around for the Clinton administration, for example, did you feel the same, whichever way you go on these things? Uh, are we consistent with what we think about character and how it affects the job? 888-528-2557. Penny in Canoga Park, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. How are you? I'm good, Penny. Um, I just, I just want to say that this is a compliment, so I'm not saying it badly, but President Trump has the character of a junkyard dog. He's not going to sit back and let this happen. He will fight it. And as for that woman, if you were raped, why wouldn't you have come and told someone? Why didn't you do it before the first election? Because I think that people want him not to run, and they think whatever we throw at him, one of it's going to stick, but they don't realize he will fight you. He will bite you. He's uh, he's definitely going to fight, uh, and you know what he says is this never happened, and uh, yeah, I don't you know, and I don't you know, I think we want to be careful though in the sense of, and it may never have happened. You're right that she didn't come forward till 2019 and the Me Too thing, and then her attitude about it is kind of weird. And even the jury didn't mm-hmm. buy the rape allegation. Even that jury, uh, New York jury, right? Uh, right? They think that maybe he abused her, and they we don't know what they mean. But uh, I want to be careful about women who are silent over the years because many women who are raped, they are. 
you know, I, I want to, I know a lot of people are listening. There are many who don't say anything to anybody for years. And so that part is not unusual. Um, this happened in a public place and there's a whole lot of other things related to this one, but I just want to be careful about, about that. It's not unusual that a person doesn't say anything. They should, they should go right to the police. Uh, mm-hmm. they should do that, but it's hard. Hey, uh, Penny, thank you for your call, though, on that. I know a lot of people think uh, this is uh, made up, and it could be. uh, You know, the interesting thing, too, is that he wasn't doing too well, really, in the polls until they they charged him with that crime in New York. And most people, even on the left, said, ah, this is not a good – this is not really a good case. You know, and if they build a case that says that these things are the witch hunt that he says, and some of the things have been, that interesting thing to me, just in a political sense, is that helps Donald Trump. Um, where I think it's meant to hurt him, probably. Uh, we'll see what happens with the other cases eventually. 888-528-2557. Cindy in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, you know, men of integrity, they don't put themselves in such a situation where their characters are scrutinized or the character is scrutinized. And I also know that you're innocent until proven guilty. Mm. But Throughout the ages, men of power have taken advantage of certain situations. But with President Trump, I think they're going to continue to throw things at him until it sticks. Okay? Um, Yes, there are a lot of women that have suffered in silence. Do I believe this woman? I think her story is all over the place. Um, But um, Chuck Colson, I'm reading about him right now. And he was supposed to plead guilty to a charge that he did not uh, commit. And he, he became a Christian, and he said that he would not accept those charges because now that he was a believer, it would go against everything that he believed in God Almighty. So he did come forward to a charge that he did commit, and then that did stick, okay? Yeah. Um, was that the Watergate charges? Because he was a part of that it, break-in. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. But he, he, he said that he wasn't as guilty about certain things that they were throwing at him. But he got hit hard, really hard. But I do support President Trump. I am a Republican. I am a minority citizen. And I am concerned when the uh, Hispanic community doesn't get out and vote. And I think a lot of Hispanics are uninformed, and they've been told a lot of lies about how to vote. And is our standing president guilty of certain things? I'm not going to say he's not. Because I believe he is. Yeah, current president. But it's the same thing, right? Thank you very much, Cindy. He's, you know, all these accusations against uh, President Biden and the laptop and all that. There's evidence there, right? And we'll see what happens. But at some point, you've got to really be honest, particularly when it's somebody who you don't like, uh, to be fair. Uh, We have to do that. And the politics is getting pretty thick on a lot of this stuff. Dennis in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Dennis. Go ahead. I can't hear you too well. Can you speak uh, right into the phone? Yeah, hello. Uh, there you go. Yeah, um, I was listening, and uh, in fact, the last speaker, the uh, second or the third, second to the last speaker, the pastor from uh, that you asked if he's coming to the yeah. pastor's conference. Yeah. In fact, he spoke very eloquently. Uh, I'm not against Trump. I'm not against anybody, but anybody who mo- has morals. Um, former President Donald Trump, his attitude is not does not qualify him to be president anymore. 
I'm, a, I'm an immigrant to this country, but I love America. Let me give you a little example. I love America years ago when George Bush was the president in a town hall meeting. A small man, a, a, a small skinned man, stand up to, uh, and grab the microphone in a in a in a town hall meeting campaign. The man asked, grab the microphone. I was watching in the television. He asked uh, Bush. He said, he told President Bush that you you lie to Americans, you lie to Americans, and they want to yeah. You lie to Americans and they want to war. That uh, Saddam Hussein has. Uh, uh, weapon of mass destruction. Are you not ashamed of yourself publicly? President uh, Bush, uh, former President Bush, quietly grabbed the um, the, the telephone. I mean, the the, the microphone from him and said, "Well, uh, the intelligence will have. You might know the story. The intelligence will have uh, had has it that he has it. But I'm sorry, I might not be a man. He grabbed the phone and the man sat down. I was like, wow, talking like this to a president publicly." He was not arrested. If you do that in Nigeria, where I come from, mm-hmm. they will hold you, they will arrest you. They will not only arrest you, you have, if, they, you have, if you are detained, anybody that comes for, for you will be detained as well. That's right. But you know, did that. Did that uh, yeah. But look at President Trump. When he comes, the office of the President of the United States is an exalted office that people respect. When he was president, a lot of things that happened supposed not to be happened. A journalist will get up to ask him a question. He said, sit down, you are a fool. You are, you are the president. Don't talk to me like that. I mean, and those of us Christians, when we see this, we say such a man is qualified to... Does that, does that bother you? Um, when you, me. Yeah. Well, President Biden's done that too. Does it bother you when President Biden calls uh, somebody an SOB from the press, and he's done that a couple of times? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's an interesting, so Dennis. I appreciate your call. It's interesting the story you told there, though, and this is something about freedom of speech in our country. We do have that. We have that. It's an amazing thing that we can actually have this conversation together on this program because in most countries, even some of our uh, Western allied country, we probably couldn't have this conversation. Or I would have to screen out calls uh, of people who have any anything negative to say at all, uh, which we don't do on this program. 888-528-2557. Jamie in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, how are you? I'm good, Jamie. How are you? Good, good. Um, I am an Advent Trump supporter, mm-hmm. and I support his campaign. I support everything he does. Um, when he was president, my business flourished. Everything was great. Those four years went by so great that it was it was just perfect to me. Um, I feel if a woman is sexually assaulted or raped, they really should say something. I don't understand why it took this long for her to say something. And I'm really, like, fed up with so many people just attacking him. He has done nothing wrong. I mean, if he has done something wrong, then tell me what. Because my friends that don't like him, I ask him, what has he done? Oh, he's a racist. He's this and that. He is far from a racist. He's not that. This man is trying to make our lives better, and people are constantly throwing stones at him. He didn't take a salary when he was president. The Do FBI th- have already spent $40 million trying to find something wrong, and they haven't. Do you I think, really wish people would leave him alone. Yeah, can I ask you this question, though? And, and you're right that a lot of things he's accused of, uh, it's either been shown he didn't do or we don't really know. In this case, they did, they did find that he abused uh, this woman 
We don't know for sure what that means uh, specifically. Her story wasn't – the jury did not accept her story exactly as it was, but they accepted part of it. Um, but just well, in, gener- okay. in generalities here, regardless of what's true, because I, I know that with, with Trump and with anybody in politics, there are things now that are just completely made up. Right by the other side. Right, that the makes media it, constantly makes and that, up that makes it very difficult. Okay. Or they they play part right. of a clip of something somebody said, but then when you uh, watch the they whole clip, you get a better context. That happens on both sides. Okay, that's important. Right? To, to Can know. I say one thing? Yeah. He supposedly had raped her in the dressing room at Bergdorf Goodman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now back then. Trump is well known. Everybody loves Trump, especially in New York. Look well, how that's many what jobs I think. Uh, open up. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to a break here in a second. I think that's what some people say, though that that he might have used his celebrity to seduce her. If it's true, it might be. He says it's not true. We don't know. Okay, but he can, he can but have that, any woman he wants. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's that's not how a, a person should be. So my my big question for everybody too on this is, regardless of you know, put specifically Trump or anybody aside, you know, should we look at people's character as something that matters regardless of how effective they are in the job? Like, does that matter at the end of the day? Jamie, I appreciate your call. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to take a break and I'll be back. Um, you know, how does does the character of the person who is in leadership, and it could be a president, obviously we're talking about that, but it can be the pastor. It can be your CEO for your company. It can be anybody who is the, you know, the coach of your your sports team. You know, how do we evaluate character when it comes to a person's job performance? This is the Pastor Scott Show. I'll be back for your calls. Uh, Cheryl, Don, Bob, I see you up there, and others. I'll be right back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. We're talking about uh, character. Does character matter? And, you know, when it comes to your leaders, President Trump was... Uh, accused of, and not convicted is the wrong word, he was found liable for sexual abuse, but not rape in the uh, the rape trial, as it was called. And uh, there's probably some details there that we don't understand. Sexual abuse can be can be violent. You know, it's a, it's a term that's very broad. It can be very violent. It can also be something that is um, just because you are manipulative. Uh, there's a lot of ways that people are abusive that way, particularly people in power or people who are at the time he was a celebrity. Uh, and, of course, he denies all of it. He says none of it's true. He doesn't know who this person even was. Uh, and the juries don't have to come to that conclusion in a civil trial of uh, beyond a reasonable doubt, only preponderance of the evidence. And uh, debating all that is not really the point here. The point is, how do we feel about character and our leaders? Does it matter? 888-528-2557. Don and Chula Vista, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, uh, hi Scott. Uh, I'm in Playa Vista. Uh, You know, every time I hear um, Christians on the radio uh, talking about one thing or another, I'm reminded of the Day of Judgment. And of giving an account of every word, every motive of all that we say and do in this world, especially the Ninth Commandment that talks about uh, not bearing a false witness against your neighbor. That's not just lying about them. It's about distorting in any way what they're saying or doing. 
And I find every, all these problems began when Jerry Falwell or Paul Weirich or someone decided that the, the church, if it's going to get involved with politics, needs to join one party and make the other party the enemy. What they should have done was join both parties and been a moderating influence in both of them to, to, for, to ward off the extremism in both parties. And that's where we... Okay, hang on. There's something wrong with our connection. It's no, can you hear me? I can hear you okay. Can you hear me? Really hear you. Hold on a second. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let me, uh, let me respond let me to you this. there. You know, I don't know about going back to what people said, but there is something to be said about both parties... Uh, taking a look at themselves, because whatever we think about things, for example, in California, you know, if we want to fix the homeless issue, if we want to deal with um, our state budget, if we want to deal with lots of things that we're talking about in our state education, other things like that, it, it you know, you're going to have to, if you're the Democrats, you run everything in most of the state. So Democrats are going to have to elect better Democrats. And in states wherever the Republicans are in charge, it would be the same thing is to make things better. You're going to have to do better in your own party. And I've been somebody who said for a long time that when Jesus commands us to take the log out of our own eye before we can see clearly enough to take the speck out of our neighbors, we should apply that to our politics. We should be able to take a look at our own side and say, we need to apologize for this or fix this, which I think then does put us in a better position to criticize the other side. Well, there, there, there's no real commitment to get, coming to solutions to problems. It's all about fighting and, and yeah. scoring points and getting on your, your own particular silos uh, media that night, you know, so you can, you know, play to the base. Yeah, that's why we this, don't this, solve this, problems, this right? It's undermining, it's undermining our democracy, which depends upon at least two parties. And my particular beef about the Republicans is that they're not a conservative party. They're not... They're not dedicated to conserving the American Revolution and all the progress we've made since the days of the Founding Fathers. What they're about, they're like a Tory party. Now they're turning to a fascist party. Well, I don't don't think they're... I think we use that word fascist in a way that's uh, maybe not really fascism, but I I would agree that that both parties are not... Massacres, different things, that's intimidation. That's fascistic intimidation, just the way they had... That's where Antifa came from. It means, but that's a but Antifa is a left wing thing. See what I'm, you know? I know. I, they, yeah. they stood up against uh, those brown shirts in Germany and, back in the uh, Antifa the did. No, I think Antifa. I would say yeah. I got to I got to go to the next call. I would say Antifa is the brown shirts today. My opinion oh, of Antifa. No. But uh, Don, thank you for your call. I appreciate you listening. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Uh, you know, burning down buildings and attacking people and screaming in their face, that is a tactic that, yes, fascists use, but also socialists use in uh, the worst regimes in history. All right. The, you know, protesting peacefully for your things is a great thing to do. And Americans at times have done that very well, but sometimes we've done that poorly. And whenever it turns into violence, whenever it turns into lawbreaking, it is not good. It just becomes intimidation, and it takes away from whatever good points uh, should be made. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. That goes back to the same character question, right? You know, those things matter. Whenever there's been a good movement that becomes violent, you know, one of Martin Luther King's teachings was nonviolence, right? And when he convinced people that protesting and not being violent is the way to to make change and to get noticed, that worked. Because the whole world saw the fire hoses turned on people who weren't doing anything wrong. That's what Jesus taught when he said, turn the other cheek. It's not a weak thing to do. It's not 
I'm going to let myself get beat up for no reason. It's to make people see who the evil people are. Uh, it matters. 888-528-2557. I'll try to get to as many calls as I can. Cheryl in Inglewood, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, oh, hi, Sherelle. Can you speak up a little bit, Sherelle? Yes, I can oh, speak up. There you up. go. Yes. I, yeah, I was calling, um, yeah, because I believe that character does count. Yeah. And I try to consistently look at the character and not what political party that I may or may not have voted for, because I feel like when you do that, you're just being biased and you're not really focusing on character. Yeah. And I don't have an issue with, with, when Bill Clinton was in office. You know, and what came out about him, I condemned it then. And with Trump, the former president, I do too. And I think one of the problems is is that when people say things that pertain to that particular um, thing that they're being accused of, it's not you can't be upset if people are thinking that you possibly have done something. It's not like you know there was just a completely divorce um, from what he has said in the past. What he has been accused of by other people, not just this particular um, accuser. Yeah. You know, so my thing is that you have to look at character, but you have to be um, objective enough not to be consistent, so caught up in your own side that you can't see anything wrong about that side or assume that the person is not telling the truth. And I want to also let people realize that people who have been assaulted, a lot of them do not come out for years. You can't assume because the person didn't say anything, they're lying. Yeah, sometimes, you know, particularly with this subject, uh, people don't come out. Yeah, Cheryl, <laughs> thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Appreciate that. We have to be consistent on uh, on how we deal with these things. Bob and Garden Grove, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yeah, uh, Scott, uh, thank you for having me on the radio. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, I, you already made the comments that character does matter. But sometimes we might not have a people qualified to run for the president. And sometimes we do have uh, people who are uh, eager to vote maybe for the, for the Trump again, you know, and uh, it doesn't matter if, what character. We just want to fix my business. I just want to fix the country. But the character does matter. You know, if we don't look at the way... <laughs> And mistakes. I, I, I don't have nothing against him personally. You know, I, I'm i just thinking about what happened to his life and what what happened to his family when they all this dirty laundry pops up, you know. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he ever run for president, you'll probably never know about the, who is Trump. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's something I think today that's that's preventing a lot of people from running for office is the scrutiny. Um, And uh, you know what, though, uh, Bob, I thank you for your call. I'm running out of time, so I want to get to as many calls as I can. You know, it's uh, um, something, though, I think that matters here is that people should have also space to grow. I wish we heard a lot more uh, for things that people really did is I'm sorry. You know, I think that goes a long way. Uh, I messed up or these are things I did in my past. They were wrong. Um, you know, George W. Bush almost lost his election because in 2000, I know some of you would say he did anyway, but uh, almost lost because the weekend before the election, if you remember, this was back when everybody actually voted on election day, uh, the DUI report came out and they said he was a drunk and he was this and that. And it was an old DUI thing. You know, the right thing that he did was come out and say, I've repented from that and I stopped drinking. 
the wrong thing would have been for him to come out and say it's a lie, I never did it, or it's no big deal, or whatever. You know, you gain a lot of credit when you admit faults. I think that's you know, character is not not having faults. It's acknowledging those faults and our need to mature. One more call here, Nikki in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Just a few seconds, Nikki. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, hi, Pastor Scott. I would just like to say this. I voted for President Trump initially. I am a person, I am black. Um, So it had nothing to do with that. I just voted um, because he stated things that seems like initially that stood with my moral character. Mm -hmm. So does moral character matter? Yes, moral character does matter. A lot of people say, oh, the election was stolen. I did not vote for him the second time. The lady prior said, oh, he's not racist. As a black person, you can't speak to that because some things he said would appear to a black person as being very racist. Mm -hmm. Now, the moral character is based on this. I think a lot of people in America, like you said, Pastor Scott, uh, when you ask the pastor, does yeah. the other media, uh, you know, talk about Biden? Yes, Fox talks yeah. about uh, Democrats. Nick, Nikki, I have like I got to sign off in five seconds, but I, I appreciate your call and where you're going. We can uh, talk about this again later this week. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Hey guys, I am out of time. Uh, I think character matters. Philippians four eight. I'm gonna try to read it real fast. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, there is anything worthy of praise. Think about these things. Character matters, and uh, we need to think about those things, even with respect to our politics. Lots more to say on this another time. Pastor's Breakfast tomorrow, pastors. You can just walk in. If you didn't sign up, go to kkla.com. Click on the link. Bring your staffs. You always do them a favor by getting them breakfast. It's all free, Uh, kkla.com. All right, see you tomorrow. God bless.